So, hi, Corey. Hi, Rachel. We are here in Batwell Studio, beautiful Batwell Studios, and we have a very special episode of the Side Talks podcast. We've, we've mentioned it in prior episodes, but it turns out we are throwing a film festival this year. The 21st Annual Sidewalk Film Festival, uh, August 19th through 25th, coming right up. Um, and we want to run through some of the titles that we have spent the last several months uh, painstakingly programming. I think that word is correct, painstaking. Yeah, hence a very special episode. So um, let's start, I guess, with opening night. Um, okay. We've got a fun documentary, uh, I Want My MTV. Uh, why don't you tell me a little bit about that? Well, it's a documentary about MTV. Ladies and gentlemen, rock and roll. MTV has been heralded as fresh and innovative and criticized for being shallow. When MTV first hit, this was the biggest talk in the universe. The early days, uh, starting at the it beginning. Does, yeah, it kind of cut. Co- well, it actually kind of covers before, right? Yeah. Sort of like leading up to what's going on before MTV launches, and then the sort of, um, you know, cultural moment that MTV was. And of course, as you are very much aware, Alan Hunter, one of the original VJs from MTV, is from Birmingham, Alabama. Lived here many years. Is a big fan of Sidewalk, and he is. Um, he's in there. As a matter of fact, his audition. Um, his audition tapes and there's a cool thing about a documentary about something like mtv is that they've got all this damn footage yeah you um, know it's not like something's lost and and over the years i mean it's it's just there and so um from beginning to end there's so i mean i don't even know how they plowed through that much footage it's really enjoyable to watch yeah it's a good time and you know it's packed from start to finish with great music and, and of course clips from the music videos that we all remember from those early days yeah and an insane interview with david bowie where he really kind of calls out mtv so um that one alone if you may have seen that just sort of outside of the doc Mm -hmm. but if you haven't like in in, within the context of the doc too it's pretty crazy to watch um so i really recommend that's going to be a lot of fun and it also looks like we're going to be um opening um up before the opening night film with um a film called lost weekend and we talked to the one of the directors of that film bradford on the podcast so So it's a little short plus feature sort of double feature opening night yeah kind of because that film's about an mtv contest uh you know if you'll remember so it just makes perfect sense to put it there and we never open with a short on opening night so this will be extra special yeah kind of like this extra special episode (laughs) so yeah but i mean we've got a lot of films to cover so we'll move right along i mean the only other thing i'll say is it's gonna be a huge party after that which if you don't like movies maybe you like parties it's gonna be party city tonight It's right in the street outside the Alabama theater again this year, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah, that'll be fun. Um, Okay, so let's just run through a couple of the noteworthy titles. Um, First off, I know that a lot of folks uh, who listen to this podcast and live in the Birmingham area are uh, involved in uh, the filmmaking scene here, and they'll be pleased to know that we've got several Alabama productions, some fairly big-profile Alabama productions playing at Sidewalk. Word. Uh, Lynn Shelton's Sword of Trust. Um, and uh, a few other things. You, you've seen Sort of Trust. I haven't seen it yet. Um, 
What, I what's like it, it about? I like it. Um, it's, it's a great film, and it's sort of, um, you know, it's actually one of the first films I watch, so uh, don't put me on the spot too much here, yeah. but it is, um, you know, sort of pawn shop and... Uh, a, a couple of young women who are coming to try to, um, you know, pawn a sword. And it's, ve- you know, it's very typical Lynn Shelton, very talky, but funny, um, fairly fast paced. And um, Mark Maron's in it. So that's, you know, that's and a lot of familiar faces. And it's also really cool just to see Birmingham um, on the big screen in, in, a, in a wonderful way. Something really good cinematography and just a, a really sort of fun. And it has, a you know, it has some, as Lynn Shelton does, it has some, um, some sweet moments and some sort of thoughtful moments, but it is also just kind of a fun ride. Um, a lot of antics. Yeah. I like antics. I like antics too. And I like Mark Maron. I'm, I'm actually really excited to see this. Yeah. Um, it's a great film. Cool. Um, and of course, uh, we talked, I think in our first episode, uh, to Virginia Newcomb, the actress who stars in, uh, Daniel Scheinert's film, The Death of Dick Long, which we're also playing uh, at yeah. Sidewalk. Um, and I have seen this one. And this will be a premiere of sorts um, for us for in, in Alabama. So um, big A24 film and really a premiere um, in a lot of ways because it's going to have a big theatrical. So it's had a little festival run. It premiered at um, Sundance. And so um, it'll be cool to, to have it here and see it play at the Alabama Theater. Of course, Daniel Scheinert being a, um, you know, also a, a Sidewalk super fan and scra- f- former scrambler so, uh, yeah. uh, for the festival and, uh, you know, 48 hour film festival that is um and it's you know it's a, it's it too is sort of like a lot of fun but has its moments mm-hmm. um bit of a bit of a caper is that fair oh yeah um pretty pretty dark in yeah. tone i would say it mu- yeah i mean yeah it goes there it's a, it's sure. a dark comedy but um a, a lot of fun a lot of really fun uh comic performances from faces you may recognize uh, roy, roy wood jr of course pops up in a small role um and, and faces you might not recognize, there were a couple discoveries in there for me uh, as well. Cool. Um, yeah, I, I, re- I really like that film. That's a lot of fun. Um, well, what else jumps to mind as far as like the big, big titles um, for Sidewalk? Yeah, I mean, there's this film called In Fabric. I think something's wrong with that dress. Don't tell me you're scared of a dress. <laughs> the dog ripped it to pieces. I I just watched this. (laughs) Oh man, I love this movie. I love it too. Yeah, it's about a killer dress. Um, Do we need to say anything else? Can't we just say, so we're screening in fabric, it's about a killer dress. There's a little bit more I want to (laughs) say in that this is the movie that I kind of wanted the Suspiria remake to be. Yeah. Because it draws from, from that grand sort of Euro horror tradition. It's so freaking weird. It's so weird. It's so <laughs> slyly hilarious, too. Yeah. And um, if, if you're a fan of the original Suspiria, like, get your butt in a seat yeah. when the screens. It's it's a terrific, terrific time. And as we do, we're going to have a lot of special surprises at our <laughs> screenings. And I know you're already really got kind of thinking through um, what I've got, un, you know, under under my hat, as they say. I, um, I hope it's a, a red dress to put uh, Charlie Brown Sanders in. I cannot promise that someone will not be killed by a red dress at the Sidewalk Film Festival. I can't promise that. Um, I also want to highlight a um, a movie that we another really really weird movie because 
Uh, we've got a lot of weird movies this year. Hey, it, we it don't just, make them. It just kind of shook out that way. Um, but this is another one of my favorites of, of the festival, a movie called Greener Grass. Love that. Um, a really surreal, twisted, I, I think you could safely say demented uh, little comedy taking place in the suburbs. Or I guess you could say a sort of funhouse mirror reflection of the suburbs where everybody, even the adults, wears braces <laughs> and people just kind of uh, give family members away to other families sometimes and oh um, you have a baby i wanted a baby well why don't you take this one yeah i mean it is nihilistic af um (laughs) i love it i've been telling people when you try to explain it and i'm like you know everything they give back to me i'm like no that's not it that's not it and they're like oh it's a dark comedy well yeah but i mean that's not it and so the way i've been describing it is like you know on snl when they um and this may not be fair to the film but I'm, i'm you know we'll be okay um on SNL, when they do this this sort of very strange um, skits that are not in studio but that are pre-recorded, yeah. and sometimes those go just really to strange places, and you're like, "What the hell was that?" This reminds me a little bit of one of those, but for you know a solid ninety minutes, and I mean that in the best way because it is really, I think, enjoyable. Yeah, yeah, it is a a another twisted, uh, really good time. Let's go with something now kind of kind of um, more normal, you know, more traditional. Um, the Toni Morrison doc, right? Yeah. The Toni Morrison doc, which is called Toni Morrison, The Pieces I Am, um, is pretty straightforward. I mean, you know, it's it's got great interviews with Toni Morrison. And, you know, of course, Oprah um, is interviewed in it, which, whoa, um, she tells some pretty crazy stories on it, actually. Um, and it's just a good doc, good, solid, traditional documentary. Yeah, that's one I haven't seen either. I'm looking forward to that. I'm also looking forward to another I presume you've seen it. I haven't. Straightforward traditional documentary called Mike Wallace is here. Yeah, you know what? It's actually um, it is straightforward and traditional. I would say that, but it's also just really skillfully done. More so than I, I kind of sat down expecting just something just so totally one hundred percent just like you know biography. Um, and it really kind of um, I don't want to say it, it veers really far away from that, but there's just something about the way that it's so skillfully put together that mm-hmm. feels a little bit unique. Um, I, I highly recommend it. Also, uh, I mean, it's crazy just for for the fact that, you know, back in the day, um, people would just sit and smoke. Like, we would be smoking right now. No sure. way around it. Like, you wouldn't be able to see us through this glass van because it would be filled with smoke because we'd be smoking. Um, and so, yeah, it, it's for no other reason, just seeing how different things are um, in 2019, but also, um, you know, inter- sort of raw footage that's that um, hit the hit the floor uh, of Betty Davis. Nice. Um, of Putin. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so and, you know, Mike Wallace's um, sort of hard ass, but in, in a really great way. Well, it sounds like a, a pretty interesting history of a, an ever-changing media landscape, which is also kind of what I would say about another documentary that we're showing that I really love, Recorder, the Marion yeah. Stokes Project. Uh, Marion Stokes was an activist who um, near, I guess, the, the second half of her life um, decided to set a series of VCRs to record network television and cable news 24 hours a day on VHS tapes for something like 40 years, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and after her death, we, we've been left with essentially a, a complete recording of, you know, decades worth of, of television news and television entertainment. And that seems incredible. It's nuts. 
I mean, I'm sorry, but it's nuts, this film. Um, just recording that much and being so OCD about recording it. Um, and yeah, and I believe that that film is, am I correct to say this is the one directed by Matt Wolf? I believe so, yeah. Yeah, and he the directed. Director of Teenage? Yeah. Um, and so it's a pretty bonkers film. Um, and wait, what? what is that sound I hear? Um, nothing right now, but I know that they're the good folks at Batwall are going to add this in, and that would be some sounds from The Empire Strikes Back. The continuing story of our band of heroes, Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia, Han Solo, C-3PO, R2-D2, and Chewbacca, and introducing Lando Calrissian. Why would that happen? Well, I think um, because <laughs> we're screening... The Empire Strikes Back, yeah. Sidewalk Weekend. Um, that it, one I can actually tell you. I believe it's going to be at ten o'clock in the morning at the Lyric Theater on Saturday morning. It's going to get things going right. A off real the treat. Bat. A real treat to see a Star Wars movie on the big screen. Yeah, people, you can't just do that. It's really just Lucasfilms is just during the month of August allowing us to allowing not just us but but theaters across the country to screen it. But theaters that don't have a traditional contract with them. So really it's for um, in August for film festivals and indie theaters is really um, the focus there. And so it is very unusual to be able to go to a movie theater um, of any kind and be able to see um, a retrospective screening of any of the Star Wars films. And so we're bringing that to Birmingham, which is kind of cool. That is that is tremendously, tremendously exciting. We've uh, We've already highlighted some of the Alabama films um, why don't we talk a little bit about um, Shout? Uh, the, I like it. Our, our Shout uh, sort of mini festival, our track of LGBTQ plus filmmaking. Uh, film I wanted to highlight from the Shout lineup, and I haven't seen as many of the Shout films as you have, obviously, because you're sort of the programmer of Shout. But one that I, I really enjoyed is a film called Circus of Books. Yeah. Uh, a documentary uh, about, um, well, a an adult bookstore and novelty shop in Hollywood um, that has been operational uh, for a really long time, run by a a very sort of quaint and anonymous family, these two now elderly uh, married people who raised a family without sort of announcing the fact that they sold sex toys for a living and, and pornography and sort of charts this family's sort of saga in peddling what uh, the U.S. government for a long period of time would have labeled as as um, uh, explicit sort of smut, uh, uh, filth. Uh, one of the main characters, I guess, was threatened by jail time for this. It's a really yeah. fascinating documentary that I think is super interesting. Also fun just to see what looks like grandma and granddad standing in front of a wall of dildos. Then, which they certainly do. Um, what are some of the other shout titles you, you want to highlight? Um, well, a very special. I'm just like, I'm using that all lot yeah. because I, I really enjoy it. Uh, but it is actually a very special sneak peek of a film called Scream Queen. As the reputation of this movie started to grow, it sort of became a nightmare. When I first started going to show, people would walk up to my table and tell me how much they hated the movie. Like, what are you doing here? Because of this movie, I began to feel like there was something wrong with me. My Nightmare on Elm Street that focuses on, um, it's a documentary, focuses on Nightmare on Elm Street 2 and the um, then young man that um, led the cast um, and a, sort of surrounded by homophobia, but making a film that is clearly uh, a gay character, but not so clearly um, in the 80s when you're marketing a film. And yeah, and, and what that, 
the roads that that led him down, so yeah. to speak. I have seen that one too. And that one's really fascinating for those of us who are into 80s horror. And if, even if you're not, like it's a pretty terrific little time capsule and kind of interesting look at a, um, it's sort of a different time for, uh, for folks in the industry. Wouldn't yeah. you agree? I would. I would. Yeah. I, I really like that film as well. It's a pretty great one. Um, and then, you know, let's see. What else? Uh, you don't, While it's not a shout film, You Don't Know Me, which we've talked about before, I think I feel like will be popular with the shout audience. It's shouted, Jason. I agree. I agree. Yeah, there's definitely some, some very strange subtext going on in the film Showgirls, which this film um, focuses on. I've had dog food. You have? Mm-hmm. Long time ago. Doggy chow. I used to love doggy chow. (laughs) I used to love doggy chow, too. I'm actually thinking about maybe, you know, giving it even a little bit of a cross listing. We'll see when the when the program comes out. It is it is a documentary that examines uh, the film show girls, which uh, for the record is a good movie. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, you're gonna you're going there. I'm going there, and, well, and of course, I really like this documentary, which <laughs> is about uh, how it's a good movie, sort of. Well, you know, we've been talking for a long time, and I haven't screwed anything up too bad yet. So let me go ahead and change that right now. Okay. Um, there's a great film called Cold Case. Did y'all like that? Can you pronounce it? I I know I can't, but it's you German. sounded you sounded like uh, Gizmo the Mogwai. <laughs> Oh, cool. Trying to pronounce it. Maybe we could add that sound. Man, we're keeping them busy. Keep them on their, to- <laughs> on their toes when they do the sound design for this thing. Um, cold case Hammershong. Hammershong. Um, anyway, I don't know. Can we can we make fun of German accents? I don't think we can. I need to get woke. Um, anyway, point being that this is an amazing, amazing film. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen this yet, but it's it's a true crime documentary. Um, that I'm told has been flipping wigs uh, throughout its its festival run. I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it. The stakes are really, really high in this thing. Um, and so if you're, you know, if you're a person who listens to true crime podcasts, maybe you're not listening to us right now because <laughs> you've got your work cut out for you when it comes to podcast listening. But if you like that or you've liked films like we've screened before, things like Forever Be, which, um, you know, of course, had a name change to... Uh, abducted in plain sight. Right. And uh, and this sort of uncovering of, it's almost like a mystery unfolding in front of you. And and again, a mystery that's that's really, the stakes are very, very high. Um, and as they begin investigating um, what is origin, what sort of starts out just as a cold case murder potentially, but really um, much bigger than that. Yeah. Very great film. Cool. So we're starting the weekend with an MTV documentary, and we've got uh, a few other music-related uh, docs to talk about. Um, first of all, uh, we've got a documentary about NXS frontman Michael Hutchins. I don't like the idea of goals. I don't like the idea of success. He actually wanted to be an artist. I think it confused him whether he wanted to take on being Michael Hutchins. It started to take its toll on him. Love this film. Yeah. Um, I kind of went into it like, oh, other people will like this, and, I, and I'm going to be all right. And I'm not a huge NXS fan. Um, but, you know, whatever. I mean, I, you know, sort of like, oh my gosh, I've, I've heard the music plenty. Um, but I was actually really moved by the documentary. Yeah. I'd also seen the behind the music, the VH1 behind the music that they did many, many years ago um, and felt like I kind of knew everything. But going into this, I really didn't. And I was very um, moved by just what a genuinely nice uh 
person that I think Michael Hutchins probably was um, and then had some pretty traumatic stuff happen in his life that like medically changed him mm-hmm. um, and doesn't mean that he didn't get to be a nice person, but I think a very changed person. Um, and it's a great it's a really great film. Yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed it, too. And I also really enjoyed oh, that movie is called Mystify Michael Hutchins, by the way. And, and I also really enjoyed a movie called Strange Negotiations, which is about an, uh, a musician I wasn't really familiar with, a guy named David Bazan, uh, frontman of a band called Pedro the Lion, um, not a band I'm familiar with. Charlie, I think, is, is a pretty big fan. Um, this is a documentary that charts um, Bazan's sort of lapse in his Christian faith, uh, especially right at the eve or during the campaign and eventual election of Donald Trump um, and sort of the sort of crisis of faith that sends him on this one-person tour, uh, touring fans' living rooms and having one-on-one conversations with people, former evangelical Christians who are going through the same thing that he's going through. I thought that this was a really touching, timely uh, documentary uh, that that illuminated a lot about a, a guy I didn't really know anything about. Yeah, and he and they're actually just coincidentally playing in town um, on that Saturday evening of Sidewalk. So, oh my gosh, don't go to the show, stay with us. But then again, <laughs> like you know, you can go to the show if you want. Uh, but point being that because of that timing, there is a good chance that this film will screen sometime on Sunday morning and that there will be a special surprise at the screening. Keep your fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, Speaking of music, did you like that lead on? Yeah. Um, So Sunday morning, or I was actually going to start out and just say church. Yeah. Do you like that? I do. Um, Sunday morning, Amazing Grace. um, We're screening at the Lyric Theater. This is a film that I mentioned before um, on the podcast, and I just think it's such a unique opportunity to um, see this wonderful, wonderful documentary um, that's really just sort of a, f- uh, a footage dump, but <laughs> but in the I mean that in the best way yeah. uh, of Aretha Franklin recording a gospel album, and uh, just to think about getting up on, um, at ten o'clock on Sunday morning and going to the Lyric Theater to watch this, um, yeah. So, so Sidewalk Church. This is a little bit of an encore for the Birmingham market. This played theatrically here, but you know you want to come see it with us if you missed it. This deserves to be seen big and loud. Yeah, it's a really great movie. Even if you saw it here, man, Lyric Theater, ten o'clock on Sunday morning, Aretha Franklin. Like it doesn't. I don't know. Program. I'm just so proud of that programming. Yeah, you, you nailed I like it. it. You nailed yeah, it. Yeah, thank you, thank you. So I will hope, hopefully see you there. Uh, of course, I would not be offended if you didn't go to that, but instead joined me across the street at the Alabama Theater for a wonderful film called Scheme Birds. Yeah, I love this movie too. The first um, shot of this film is a young woman running while smoking, and uh, I pretty much just paused it and, and sent the filmmaker an email and said, "This is programmed." It's a, it's a beautiful movie, um, a documentary about a young girl, uh, a teenager, I guess, uh, growing up in uh, sort of collapsing Scottish former industry town um, that people don't really get out of, that there's really not anything going on in. Um, not a great place for a young person to grow up, um, but the film is sort of – it sort of charts her – 
um, travails, let's say, uh, as she as she does grow up. It's a really, really wonderful movie. Really well done. I agree. Well, let's pause for a second before we get too boring and let Charlie Brown come in here and tell us a couple of films that he loves. Um, and just while he's walking in here, we'll remind everybody that we're not just talking about movies. Some movies you can see at the Sidewalk Film Festival. Hey, Charlie. So you guys talked about all kinds of movies. All kinds of shit. Yeah, like, you know, you talked about um, Mike Wallace is here, right? You already talked about that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. great. That's great. Um, you talked about Screen Queen, one of my favorites. Okay, all right. You guys talked about Feral. You guys did not talk about Feral. No. How could you have missed Feral? It's one of the best movies in the lineup. I mean, we only have about 75 feature films. Well, so. Wow. 75 feature films. I don't know. Don't, don't. Don't quote me on that yet. Okay, fair enough. So somewhere around 70 or so feature films, and you didn't mention Feral, because Feral is so amazing. It, it takes place in New York, and um, it, it, it profiles a woman who is trying to make the best of a terrible situation. She's homeless. Yeah, this is a narrative film, right? It is a narrative film. It's not a documentary. This, this is completely you know, made up, but it very much emulates real life situations and it's very intense um yet kind of calm at the same time like it, it, it's like i don't know it was a really strange just in the in the intense three to six months or whatever it is we do nine months of of watching all of these 300 to 500 films we watch every year this one stopped me dead in my tracks uh just because of how how amazing it, it was to kind of be put in this woman's shoes she's sitting there um struggling with all kinds of psychosis issues and she's got no help and um you kind of just start to take a ride into her madness and anyway i don't know when we're going to show it but i know we're gonna i don't either i know we're gonna show it. it's gonna play feral is so amazing and I, I i highly recommend everyone go see it so you guys already talked about Greener Grass, so it's, it's really good. Great film. Okay, great film. And um, you guys talked about Recorder, also really awesome. But you guys did not talk about Ocean Quest, which has nothing to do with either one of those films. At all. And that's part of our kids lineup. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right. Kids slash fam. That's right, that's right. And so Ocean Quest is really cool because it follows these kids um, basically on a on a high school trip to um, put a, a, a submersive in the water and uh, and get it to um, get some data for them effectively for scientific research. And I, I don't want to tell you all of it, but um, it's just it's just really I don't know uh, a, a a pretty film. It's 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 um, it's a very honest documentary um, about these kids and what they kind of have to go through. And um, I don't know. I liked it a lot. Yeah, and I mean, I'm glad you mentioned it because it also reminds everybody that we do have a kids and family um, lineup, and that mostly happens at the McGuane Center, the Rush to McGuane Center, even though we sometimes highlight things outside of that for uh, kids and family. Um, but kids get in free, and uh, a lot of the films are actually made by kids. So young filmmakers actually producing films that are in the line or in the lineup. So that's kind of cool too. Totally, yeah. And so you guys, you guys uh, talked about. Um Mystify, also amazing. You, you guys already covered um, Cold Case, Hammerschold. Oh my gosh, you did it right. And what you didn't talk about, another Alabama film, which has nothing to do with those, called Wind and Water Balloons. Yes, Wind and Water Balloons. It is, it is just a really interesting story that I 
personally fell in love with because if I had come from a town that had a water balloon fight on Halloween, I would have never moved away. Yeah. So this is in Walker County in Alabama, and they have every Halloween um, up until, quite unfortunately, their town got just flattened by a tornado. Uh, They had a water balloon fight every year on Halloween night, and uh, a big part of the film is spent sort of illustrating that most of the kids grew up there thought that just happened everywhere, which I thought was really kind of fun. So, yeah, and this uh, this looks at that particular um, town and sort of what happens when you have, um, and, you know, small town America, um, which is already a challenge anyway, what happens when you have a natural event that um, just sort of takes everything down to its knees, right? That's pretty much right. Yeah, that's pretty much it. But, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, there's a lot of others I can't mention yet. I can't even talk about them yet, but, but there's, there's so many more. Some good stuff. Yeah, some really good stuff. Some some stuff that I, I, I will talk to you about cool. well, later. You, you know one that I don't know that anybody in this room is going to really care that much about, um, but maybe, is a, a film called This One's for the Ladies. Y'all want to see what you working with tonight? Somebody say, hell yeah. Y'all want to see some big somebody say, God damn! I actually... I'm really excited that we're screening this. Yeah. Well, if you've got kids in the car, plug their ears right now. Earmuffs. Earmuffs. Um, this thing is wall to wall D. I Straight mean, up. it is like wall to wall D in this thing. D. Um, so if you've ever wanted to uh, come to a film festival and see wall to wall D, then this one's for the ladies is for you. It focuses on um, male strippers. And um, yeah, I mean, you'll know in the first five minutes whether or not you want to be there. That's right. You'll know quick. So, um, you know, that one's playing after 9 p.m. Don't bring the kids to that unless you want them to see D. That's it. I also wanted to highlight some of the uh, films we've programmed for our Black Lens selection. These are films that highlight African-American themes, stories, uh, performers, or filmmakers. Two documentaries in particular stand out to me. Um, the first is a, is a film called Always in Season, uh, which examines the very... Uh, deeply upsetting American, Southern American tradition of lynching um, through the lens uh, in particular of of a handful of cases, including one unsolved case from, uh, I think it was uh, North Carolina back in 2014. Uh, A really upsetting documentary, uh, but a really powerful and important documentary. And I think that also describes another movie called 17 Blocks, which is also part of our Black Lens selection. And a a pretty terrific documentary and one that um, took a great deal of time to make. I mean, really covers a lot of years. And uh, also the family that's profiled in the film shot a great portion of it. Um, Not an easy documentary, but I think a really important one Um, and very much worth your time. Yeah. And so, um, you know what? We've got a podcast track this year, too. I mean, that's, you know, we do a podcast clearly, but we're also um, adding a podcast track to the festival. And so we're going to have a lot of really cool things around that. Um, the Popcast, which is a local podcast, mm-hmm. is going to do a talk back. Um, White Lies, which um, folks at this point, if you're not familiar with it, go take a look. And big NPR podcast um, and uh, also, you know, very uh, Alabama centric um, and I'm not sure what all the, the folks who produce that podcast uh, via NPR are going to bring to the table, but we've got a lot of stuff that's sort of in the works of, be, of being um, planned. And I, I highly recommend um, going to see that. It's going to be some sort of a talkback slash live recording. Um, and, of course, Side Talks, 
um, which is everybody's favorite podcast. <laughs> yeah, in the you world. and I are going to do something. Um, um, well, we're definitely going to do something, and uh, we're also going to allow somebody to come do a five-minute fight with us. Oh my god! Um, and so, give us an email at um, what? What's our email address? Listen to this long pause. This is Sam. That, Sam, what's our email address? Podcast at sidewalkfest.com. Am I wrong? Oh my gosh, Thanks, Corey, Sam. get it together <laughs> when I know the email address and you don't. There's a lot of email addresses oh, rattling around up here. I know. Um, so anyway, email us there and we'll give you more details on how um, you might be able to argue. Of course, you're going to probably want to argue with Corey because you know he's wrong all the time. <laughs> and we'll hook okay. you up. Yeah, bring it on, whatever. Plus um, a lot of other fun podcast stuff, so stay tuned for that. We won't, we won't hit that over the head too much, but... There, there's another uh, film that we need to mention that you've talked about on the podcast before. Yeah. Um, called The Nightingale. We don't want no trouble. That's just the way, isn't it? You don't want trouble, but sometimes trouble wants you. Ooh, damn, y'all. Yeah. This thing is a masterpiece. I mean, I have spent a good bit of time um, talking about this, but, you know, Kyle kind of texted me right after he watched it and just said, this film is an absolute gift. Yeah. And uh, I would not miss this film. No. As it's a matter of fact, I have not been impressed with anything I've seen theatrically since I've seen it because it's just landed so high on my list. Uh, it's a really, really wonderful film. Yeah, uh, I agree. And um, also, I guess we should mention a couple things. We have a week uh, before the festival proper of Spotlight Films. All um, really great. I'm um, so happy about the, the films that are leading us into the yeah. week. Um, as a matter of fact, it's looking like we're going to be able to land a film called The Peanut Butter Falcon, um, which is a really, really lovely um, film with um, Shia. Can you say Shia's last name for me? Shia so, LaBeouf? Yes, Shia LaBeouf. There, I, I did it. Yeah. I, I have. This is another one of his names I have anxiety around. I don't know why. Don't worry about it. You're um, fine. And there's a, a super, super duper amazing woman in this film, too, um, Dakota Johnson. Yeah. Can we just let me just pause? Right. Let me say it again. Dakota Johnson. I mean, she's pretty good. And I'm just leaving a long pause there. Strangers in the night, exchanging glances. You can put whatever music in you want right there, folks. <laughs> um, something romantical would be nice. Um, anyway, it's a pretty terrific film. And, you know, I will say this is a, this is this year, as is, is I'm sure no one is surprised, a very tough year for content. Um, things tend to be fairly nihilistic. They tend to be really dark, um, you know. It's really, I think, reflecting a lot of what's going on in the world, um, and it's been it's been really tough to find those light moments in the lineup, and we've really tried to, to do that for everybody. And the Peanut Butter Falcon is one of those. Um, it is just such a sweet, lovely um, film that is really bright compared to a lot of other things. Um, even though the other things are really wonderful too, this is a nice sort of um, break from um, the, the darkness. Yeah. So I'm happy about that. I'm looking forward to seeing it. And if you want another break from the darkness, join us on Saturday morning for Saturday Morning Cartoons, which we do annually. It's a lot of fun, and, and um, I, that's something I cut together, and it's classic uh, classic cartoons, and I always surprise folks with what that's going to be with the uh, with a classic cart- uh, commercials in between them, mm. which I think is some people's favorite part. Um, and so, you know, we really – I go to all ends to find the most ridiculous content I can possibly put in your face on Saturday morning. And uh, we bring in cold pizza and we have uh, sugar cereal. And, um, yeah, you can really get loaded up 
on carbs and sugar um, to you know get ready for the weekend, and that's a lot of fun. Saturday is always a long day. Obviously, you've got to prepare for um, a long day of movies followed by our Saturday night party. Yeah. This yeah. year, that's at the Sloss Furnaces again. Party, uh, party, party, party. <laughs> Sorry. Really excited for that. Um, and then you wanted to highlight, I think, Closing Night um, on yeah. Sunday. This is this is a film I haven't seen yet, but you've been speaking speaking really highly of it for a little while now. Yeah, it's a film called The Cat in the Moon, and it's a narrative, and it's directed by Alex Wolfe. Um, and you may know him from many things, but for one, from the film Hereditary, he's sort of the lead, he plays the brother mm-hmm. uh, in Hereditary. And um, this is, he is very young and the, he wrote, directed and stars in this film. And man, it is really good. And it's a view of high school life um, in New York City. Um, he's sort of, he's sort of having to move to New York for a very brief amount of time um, because of some family issues. And so high school film uh, apparently looks really different in New York than it does in suburban America. And it's pretty cool. And it has Mike Epps in it. Um, and I highly recommend it. And I will tell you that just let me just hit really quickly that Knives and Scan is another high school film oh, yeah. that's in the lineup that um, is by Jen, directed by Jen Reader. And man, it is really good too. Um, and really strange, and but really, really um, enjoyable. And then I'm just going to add one more and we'll um, I'll let you land somewhere. Okay. And that is that um, there's also a film called Safe Spaces, which is a narrative um, directed by Dan Schechter and starring um, Justin Long, but also Fran Drescher. And man, I love that film too. And it's an Another just sort of thinking through this was an, is another sort of New York centric film about a sort of starts out the inciting incident here as a college professor who makes a really stupid comment in class um, and in 2019 you just can't you can't do that <laughs> um, and so the fallout from that and it's really really funny film nice sweet but funny so obviously there are dozens of titles we haven't even mentioned yet yeah we if you didn't have... like any of that first of all what in the world right you probably aren't still listening that's that's one but also if you didn't like that we've got about 40 more we can shove down your throat a, a lot that we haven't fully locked down yet we're recording this in mid-july so there's a little bit work of work to be done some uh titles to be announced as probably even as of the time of this re- uh this release which is coming out right after our sneak peek event at Saturn um we're really excited for all of the titles we've mentioned all of the titles we haven't even a lot of the titles we haven't fully locked down yet and of course I'm not qualified to talk about our shorts programming because I wasn't involved with it this year you've probably seen a lot more of yes that but I I'm not qualified to talk about anything <laughs> so we'll leave it at that. We um, have about 250 short films. So, you know, I really feel like people are going to find stuff they like. You, you can't help but find <laughs> that. Um, our panel discussions, as you said, our podcast track, um, and so many more special events and sneak, sneaky little surprises uh, all weekend long. Um, I assume if you're listening to this, you've gotten your tickets. But if you haven't, what's wrong with you? You should do that sidewalkfest.com and of course the uh, film festival is brought to us by many folks but we should probably mention first and foremost Regions Bank our title sponsor yeah absolutely and we thank them uh, a great deal for returning to be our title sponsor this year Uh, anything else that we haven't mentioned no man that's it shoot us an email if you have questions about the lineup Corey at sidewalkfest.com or Rachel at sidewalkfest.com and uh, we'll we'll do our best answer or if you want to fight podcast at sidewalkfest.com bye Batwell Studios Podcast Division. Your words, our expertise.